0: After getting her start at Boston Consulting Group and the Clinton Health Access Initiative, Erica Jane started healthy while a first year student at Wharton in 2016, and she's never looked back. For the last several years, she's been building a company that builds infrastructure for next gen digital health. Hi, everyone. I'm David Williams, president of strategy consulting firm Health Business Group and host of the Health Biz Podcast, a weekly show where I interview top healthcare entrepreneurs about their lives and careers. If you like this episode, I hope you'll tell your friends and subscribe. Erica Jane, Healthy CEO and co-founder, welcome to the Health Biz podcast.
1: Hi, David. Thank you for having me.
0: It is terrific to have you here and uh, looking forward to hearing all about your company. But before we get into that, I uh, would love to hear about your your background, your upbringing. What was your childhood like? Any influences that have stuck with you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'd say for... for... The biggest theme is that I've always been really interested in access to healthcare. care. Uh, ever since a young age, high school, college, to me, you know, maybe it's through international travel. Um, I've always been wondered why there are so many billions of people who lack access to basic medicines, basic vaccines um, that are life saving and not particularly expensive when I was in undergrad, I actually created my own major in international health disparities to focus specifically on that. And what's really interesting is that my, my day-to-day is and the company is, is different, um, but I really do have a, a passion for um, making sure that people have access to healthcare, and I'm so lucky to be able to do that today. Um, when I was at the Boston Consulting Group, um, I focused on healthcare and saw the business of healthcare, whether it be through providers and payers or academic medical systems. And then I had the opportunity to work at the Clinton Health Access Initiative, focusing on their malnutrition program, um, which really, really solidified this this big question to me of how do you help people get access to core healthcare um, that they need.
0: No, that sounds terrific. And I was at Boston Consulting Group, although we did not overlap uh, at that time. And I'm quite familiar with the Clinton uh, Initiative as well. Where were you working with the Clinton Health um, Access Initiative? Where was that based?
1: Our teams were in both East Africa and uh, India. And it was an incredible partnership with local governments, uh, businesses, um, stakeholders like the World Health Organization and the Gates Foundation to really rethink how we could couple uh, private sector with public sector and create unprecedented scale around uh, distributing baby food to prevent and reduce malnutrition.
0: That sounds good. So after, you know, sort of figuring out from an early age, what you wanted to do, had your own undergrad, uh major, you know, customized major, and then kind of getting the right jump on at BCG and, and Clinton. Why back to school?
1: You know that's a great question. I only lasted one year too. Um, you know, I, I did consulting for a few years, and thought it was a a great experience to see the types of business conversations that are happening, be in the room, um, get started in my career post college. I knew that I didn't want to stick with consulting for a while. I didn't, you know, take sponsorship. I really said, hi, I don't really know what I'm going to do next, but I'd like to figure it out. So I think business school is a great stomping ground for that. Um, but even in business school, I, I didn't enter with the intention of starting a company like most great things in my life. It just happened. And I stumbled upon this big problem. And, and that was really the foundation for Healthy
0: Oh, that's great. So how did it get started since I understand it started right in your first year? And if not just that, your first uh, semester, how did, how did it sort of get sparked?
1: Great question. So I had been watching my parents go through the process of working with a corporate wellness team. My dad's employer started offering benefits related to, um, you know, free massages um, a dietician on site, chiropractic care, um, physician services that went well beyond the traditional primary care visit once to twice a year. And over the course of about a year, they both lost 35 pounds each. And, you know, eight years later, fast forward, it has still continued to transform their lifestyle. I, I saw that. And going back to the central question of, of what I've been interested in. And I said, why isn't this type of care accessible to everyone? You look at the statistics in America around obesity, cost of healthcare, focus on reactivity. But if you really start to focus on prevention and personalized care and relationships between providers of care and receivers of care, you can really start to change the paradigm by which healthcare is delivered. So I met my co-founder, and we started digging into the industry. And what we found was that every there was no technology uh, that really centered around the relationship between providers of care and receivers of care. Every EMR platform had really been focused and optimized around <laughs> maximizing medical reimbursement and medical dollars. And on top of that, really, really centered around one-time, in-person, episodic care. And when you think about nutrition and behavioral health, you really need to take a step back and say it's the day-to-day interactions, accountability, relationships that are going to drive 95% of the healthcare outcome, not actually going to see the, the provider. And so we took a step back. We realized that we needed to stand up both an EMR and client engagement platform in order to meet the needs of these providers. So that's what we started building and selling.
0: Sounds uh, sounds ambitious and uh, and good. I mean, I think the reason that the EMRs are, are based on getting paid is because that's how there's a return on investment to buy the EMR in the first place. So how do you break out of that?
1: You have to really focus on the mission that you're trying to accomplish. You can't optimize for something that if you don't totally believe in it. If we're trying to reduce the cost of healthcare and increased patient experience and outcomes, then we want to take a step back and rethink the paradigm and say, well, what's going to actually drive relationships? What's going to actually drive accountability? And we're so lucky to work with such incredible customers today who are changing the nature of what healthcare delivery really looks like. And our customers range in the types of care they're providing from women's health to MSK to COPD to behavioral health, to nutritional care, and weight loss, to so many more. But the common theme is I'm building long-term relationships with my members. I am focused on the day-to-day interactions and the week-to-week interactions. I couple async with synchronous care, and I'm really focused on, on building an experience. So I really view Healthy in this camp of opening a category of how healthcare should be delivered versus how other platforms and systems have been doing it for years and years and years, which is clearly not working.
0: Got it. And what were the first few years like in terms of, you know, building up the team, figuring out the product and market fit? Because clearly you had um, a good insight into what was needed, had the mission and, and so on, but it, t- it takes a lot to go from that, especially, um, you know, even though you'd had the, the previous work experience, but just sort of still being in, in school to, to figure that all out to make it work.
1: Uh, The early days of a startup are so much fun. You are starting from a blank slate, really thinking through the foundations of what's the product I'm going to build? How am I going to provide value to my customers? What do they want? What do, you know, how do I think about pricing? How do I think about team building? Uh, And a lot of that still continues seven years in. Uh, One of the things that Healthy's really been built on from day one and something that we're very, very proud of is that we are genuinely customer first and base our roadmaps, our thought processes, our operations on talking to customers, spending as much time with our customers as we can. And that ethos has not changed as we've scaled. And so during the early days, I remember Kevin and I would spend Our days just talking to customers and then just building out based on what they were asking for and what they wanted. So that's really, I think, the foundation of of Healthy and it's really just continued since and something that I reflect on very fondly as being something that has set us up for success today.
0: What were you doing initially for funding?
1: Great question. So we were um, on campus at Penn. Our first checks in were in the range of $200 to $1,000 to $3,000, and it was some of those on-campus grants. We actually got rejected from almost every on-campus business plan competition and review. So to anyone listening who is early stage on a campus, uh, those rejections have absolutely nothing to do with your company's prospects and viability. And our first uh, institutional check-in was from Dorm Room Fund. Uh, from there, we went through the Techstars program in New York City and raised a seed round thereafter.
0: Got it. So where are things today? If we look at uh, 2022, uh, toward the end of 2022, there's been a lot, obviously, with the public health emergency that's changed on things like telehealth. So you know, where are things now with telehealth and, and how is healthy Uh, evolving or sort of staying ahead of all the trends in the field?
1: It's been incredible to see the level of healthcare innovation that has happened coming out of COVID. We have been building healthy for seven years. So even talking about concepts like telehealth and longitudinal care, when we got started, you know, they were foreign concepts, but now they're center stage in healthcare. I still think the industry overall is prime for years and years of innovation, it's so exciting to see the level of momentum, innovation, and activity, which is obviously partially um, accounted for because of the the, the unprecedented level of venture funding. But if you take a step back, there is so much room for opportunity in in healthcare overall. And where Healthy fits in today is we're the infrastructure upon which All of these next-gen, innovative healthcare companies are building. They can't use traditional EMRs like Athena, and there's no need for them to build all of this in-house because it's not differentiated. And so Healthy allows our customers to focus on what makes them unique and special, which is innovative care models, care delivery, clinical outcomes, beautiful experiences to their members And we can take on all of the back-end rails and infrastructure for them. It's such an incredible place to be because um, we are seeing so much excellence happen with our customers and we're so proud to be supporting them. In terms of who we work with, we work with behavioral health companies, MSK companies, um, nutrition and weight loss startups of all sizes and stages, as well as the incumbents in this space, uh, retailers, grocery stores, medical clinics, all of whom are needing to prop up and scale virtual first care.
0: Got it. And what kind of uh, impact do you enable them to have, let's say, compared with what they would do if if they took a different approach?
1: It's a savings of both time and money, and also the expansion of capabilities that they are able to offer. So in the case of time and money, You know, building a successful company, in my opinion, comes down to focus and realizing that we've got to focus on the problem at hand and not try to rebuild everything. Um, Otherwise, you know, that takes time, it takes money, it takes resources, and it's distraction from providing core value. I go back to the fact that we use Stripe as our payment processor behind the scenes, and we've built extensively on Stripe. But it doesn't make sense for Healthy to build out its own payment processor because it's not differentiated to our business. As a result, Healthy is able to build Healthy. To our customers, if our customers are able to leverage our scheduling platform, client engagement platform, and EMR, then they are able to focus on what is unique and differentiating. In the case of a woman's health startup offering prenatal and postpartum care, they're able to really, really think about the experience. What are the programs and educational resources that moms and parents-to-be need? Um, On the postpartum side, what are the types of behavioral health specialists that women and and new parents need in order to make sure they're navigating those first few months right? And those are really, really big, meaty, and important problems that need the smartest minds on them. And our customers are able to really focus on that and be best in class on that because we're taking care of a lot of their infrastructure and technology back-end needs.
0: Now, I think you'd relatively recently raised, I think, a Series A. Is that right? And uh, what's the intention there?
1: Yeah, so we raised, we we were profitable for five years. Um, Earlier this year, we decided to take on more capital because we realized that there's such a large opportunity to really become the de facto solution for virtual-first healthcare organizations. And it made sense to to bring on some great investors, customers who had been wanting to invest in Healthy for years and industry partners who would be the biggest advocates of us and what we were building. So the intent of that is a fewfold. One is to build out and continue building out the developer experience. Healthy has an API first platform, um, but there is a large opportunity for us to continue to build out SDKs and, and overall dev experience. The second of that is we're actually rolling out a marketplace for other great uh, health tech companies that offer parts of the stack that our customers need. It's really important for us to be a part of building bridges to connect data and making sure that our customers are able to have the exact tools that they need to provide care. Um, I think previous EHR platforms, you know, Epic being the classic example, they built walls around their data as part of just business and tech, business moat and business integrity, I really view Healthy as ushering in this new era of how um, technology should be built in healthcare, which is API first and building bridges with other tools and companies to enable our shared customers. So, So we're really, really pushing out the marketplace and then just continuing to build out features that our customers continue to ask for.
0: Now, probably if I'd asked you three years ago, you know, what the world was going to look like and how things were going to change, it would have been hard to uh, predict it. Maybe you would have had it right. Um, It sounds like you're already looking ahead based on this fundraising and what you're doing with the expansion. But, you know, paint a picture of what the world looks like, you know, three or five years uh, down the line from Healthy's perspective.
1: The advent of consumer-driven healthcare, people are going to have a women's health concierge service. They're going to have someone that they turn to for behavioral health. They're going to have someone that they turn to to um, work with a loved one through a caregiving platform. And it's creating this new category of healthcare experience that is happening outside of the hospital's four walls, whether that's at home or virtual or a combination of thereof. It's really creating this new category in healthcare that is centered around personalized healthcare experiences that is very, very consumer-driven, which is in many ways the opposite of how healthcare has been delivered to date.
0: Got it. Well, let me turn away from all the company building conversation and, and close out with asking you about any recommendations for books Are there anything that you have read lately that you would uh, recommend or even read in the distant past.
1: My favorite business building book to date is still Hard Thing About Hard Things. I've read so many of these business books and I think they all have gems and You know, tidbits to take away from just reading about other entrepreneurial journeys. But that's the book that I go back to and say, look, we're building a multi billion dollar business for the long haul. These journeys take 10 to 15 years, uh, no matter how fast we think we can go. And there are so many ups and downs and turns along the journey, and so many exciting milestones and updates and process improvements to make. Um, But business building is really, really fun. It's just really accepting truths and, and keeping on going.
0: You know, that uh, book happens to be the most recommended book by uh, founders uh, on the Health This podcast. So I did read it about a year ago. And what struck me is certainly, you know, some of those things that are not told in, in other books. It's also a fairly, you know, it's, I don't want to say an old book, but it's uh, it's not from the really recent past. So it's interesting that nobody else has come up with something uh, as good or better uh, since then, because I would agree with you.
1: Yeah. And, and hopefully someone does come up with a better option, because yeah. I'd love to read it.
0: Sounds good. Well, Erica Jane, co-founder and CEO of Healthy, I want to thank you for your time today on the Health Biz Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to the Health Biz Podcast with me, David Williams, president of Health Business Group. I conduct in-depth interviews with leaders in healthcare business and policy. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite service. While you're at it, go ahead and subscribe on your second and third favorite services as well. There's more good stuff to come and you won't want to miss an episode. If your organization is seeking strategy consulting services in healthcare, check out our website, healthbusinessgroup.com.